Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Good morning. How is everyone? Thank, can we thank the team this morning too? Yes, you guys blessed me a lot this morning. So good. So nice sitting in the front row. I mean, it is nice being up here getting to worship, but it's nice sitting in the front row too. How's everyone going? How's school holidays? First week, kids, did you have a good first week of holidays? Parents, did you have a good... I've had two kids um, in ISO at home, so that's been a great start to school holidays. Um, I'm the only one allowed out, so... That's kind of convenient considering I'm here this morning. Anyway, I'm going to pray. Will you pray with me? And um, we're just going to invite God to speak to us all this morning. Dear Lord, we thank you that your presence is already here with us. Thank you, God, that you have things to say to us this morning and that you have been priming hearts already, Lord. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come now and to speak to our hearts, Lord, to each of us. You know what each of us need to hear, Lord. So I just pray that you'd speak this morning and we just, we just wanna say that we have ears open, ready to listen, Lord. And we thank you that we get to be here together in this house this morning. Thank you that we can gather together and thank you that those who are at home can join us online too, God. What a blessing that is. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So yes, I, I do love funny things. Those bloopers were lots of fun to put together. I love memes, funny videos. That's like, the internet really blesses me in that way. It just brings me so much joy getting to read funny things. So send me all your memes because I love them. It's really good. But this week, um, I came across an article where it was sharing um, funny things that people believed as children, but then it kind of carried on into adulthood. I don't know if you've had any of those things. I remember, I, I believed this weird thing. I don't even know where it came from. But that um, if you couldn't see a spider in its web, it's because it was inside the web. There was like this invisible bit. Inside. I don't even know where I got that from. Anyway, I've got some funny ones that I'm going to share with you. They're going to come up on the screen as well. Okay, so the first one. I believed that the ice cream truck only played music when it was out of ice cream. <laughs> That's a good one. I wonder where they got that from. All right, second one. I grew up on a farm and believed that the TV only worked when it rained. <laughs> That's a good one. Lots of um, parental input here, I'm thinking. Okay, this is... A <laughs> now, I just picked the ones that I felt were appropriate for having the children in the room also, okay? Just, just want you to know that. Okay, I believed that animals lying on the side of the road were sleeping because the road was nice and warm. <laughs> Good one. And this, this is one of my favourites. I believe that the rumble strips on the side of the highways was for the blind drivers. <laughs> How good is that? That is so good. Oh, well. Good. Okay, so getting things wrong can happen to us as adults as well. Oh, even... This was so good. I was on, on Instagram last night and a friend of mine... 
um, on holidays and um, thought that they were going to be flying home last night, but had actually booked for tonight. So they had an unexpected yes. So have you ever had a situation where you've thought one thing and then realised, actually, I made a mistake. I missed a critical detail. I forgot about that. Um, have you ever gotten the time wrong for an event? You've rocked up late. I've done that. Gone to the wrong address. I know, um, I know a pastor who went on a pastoral visit and went to the wrong hospital. <laughs> yeah, that was an expensive mistake too. Tolls and parking and all of that. Um, have you ever got someone's name wrong? That one's really awkward. I've done that one. Um, got a story for you. So my parents... Um, growing up, they always had, that they've got a large house, they always had lots of people um, coming and going, people that would live with us, people that were in need, um, friends who didn't have somewhere to stay. Our spare room was always full, someone living in there. Anyway, um, after I moved out of home, one of my brother's friends, um, I'm going to call her Vicky the Vet, Okay. Not her real name, not her real occupation. Um, but Vicky the vet was living there and I hadn't met her because um, I lived up here. They live in Victoria. I went down for Christmas and um, Christmas Day, we're opening presents and I just happened to be sitting next to my mum. Now, Vicky had been living there for about a year at this point, okay, just so you know. And um, mum's opening this, this card and this gift that was from Vicky. It was really lovely. It said something like this. Dear Rex and Shelley, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a fabulous New Year. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really great. Love from Vicky. There was a really lovely card and I'm sure there was a beautiful gift, but my mum's name is Shirley. <laughs> yeah, so she'd been living there for about a year thinking my mum's name was Shelley. That was a really awkward Christmas. Anyway... So we've all had those times when we haven't quite got it right, where we've missed the detail, um, or we heard something and thought it sounded good and right, and then we realised, oh, we're going to have to like readjust our thinking with that one. Can be awkward, it can be humbling. Well, today we are going to look at some things that can be commonly heard and accepted around Christian circles, but they aren't actually right. This message is called, That's Not What the Bible Says. Okay? Now, I'm going to have to get you to say it with me because we're going to have to say it throughout, okay? That's not what the Bible says. Good. That was a pretty good first go. All right. So there might be some thinking that needs to shift today. I want you to know there is grace in this space, okay? You don't need to be embarrassed or, or feel ashamed if there's something today that needs a bit of shifting, okay? Now, the other thing I need to um, preface this message with as well, this message kind of um, assumes that you believe that the Bible has authority, that the Bible is true and right, um, and that it is good, it is the Word of God. So if you're at the point where you're like, I'm still not sure if I believe the Bible, this message might be tricky for you. I'm happy to chat with you afterwards, but we're not getting into that, okay? We good? Great. All right. So I have four examples for us today of that's not what the Bible says. Number one, are you ready? Okay, good. Everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. 
I bet you've heard that. You might have said it. I used to say it all the time. But that's not what the Bible says. It's not. The phrase is commonly used to help people feel better if they're going through a hard time. You might say it to yourself, everything happens for a reason. Because you believe that, you know, if there is some purpose to the pain or the suffering you're going through, that it's a bit easier to, to get through, right? But the Bible doesn't say that everything happens for a reason. I think perhaps where this um, crept into Christian culture was probably from Romans 8.28. So we're going to go there. We're going to read that. And it will come up on the screen. Romans 8.28 says this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. All right, so let's break it down. Okay, God doesn't cause everything to happen. Now, I realise that might cause a bit of inner tension for some people here, but, but stick with me, okay? This is important. Not everything that happens in the earth is orchestrated by God, okay? I'm not diminishing, I'm, you need to hear this. I'm not diminishing the authority of God, okay? God is sovereign, Yes, he is in charge. He is the boss. He is the highest. There is no one above him, okay? He knows everything. He's in everything. But not everything that happens here on earth is what he wants, okay? We need, we need to get this right. There are things that are happening we cannot attribute to his hand. And it's not because he's unaware or because he's powerless, but for some reason he has chosen to allow us to have free will and use it, okay? So let me give you an example um, from the Bible, right? So 2 Peter 3.9 says that He is not willing that any should perish, but that is happening every day, okay? Now, the amazing thing about God is that no matter what happens, God is able to work it out for good. That's Romans 8.28, Okay? He's like the ultimate Mr. Squiggle. Does anyone remember Mr. Squiggle? I know I'm showing my age, I'm really sorry. Like something that looks really weird and dodgy and then it's a masterpiece. That's what God does, okay? Or it could be, for the younger generation, like the ultimate GPS rerouter, except every alternate route that he uses is still really good, okay? That's God. Okay, but who does He work good for? It says those who love Him who've been called according to His purpose. That means His children. Now, that doesn't mean that good things don't happen to non-Christians because God is a good, we've been singing about it this morning. He's a good God. He loves all of His children and He loves to bless. But this is a specific promise that is for those who have chosen to be in relationship with Him. It's a guarantee that as His beloved child, no matter what happens in your life, God will use it. Not just for His glory, but it says for your good. How awesome is that? It's amazing. Now, why is this important, right? Well, what we believe about God actually matters, okay? It matters if we are believing something about Him that isn't true. If we live with the belief that everything happens for a reason, then we as Christians 
can also believe that God is responsible for bad things happening or for anything happening, good or bad, in our lives, right? So let's think about this. If, if we believe that God gave someone a serious illness and that there's some higher purpose in it, then we're not gonna wanna go to Him when we need healing, are we? If we believe that God caused the suffering that we endured as a child, then we're gonna struggle to go to Him as an adult when we need comfort. Do you see how this is important? Being able to go to God with our needs, with our hurts, to get to experience His care for us, that is such a big part of who He is. He wants to be our Father. Man, Hannah, those songs this morning were just singing about His goodness, singing about Him being a good Father. It's, it's amazing. That is who God is. God is better than we think, all right? He's always good. He's always kind, always loving, and He cares deeply about His children. Now, if someone is facing a big health challenge and they know and love God, then I believe that He is able to work that out for good. And actually, He's promised it. So you can hold on to that. All right, number two. Money is the root of all evil. This one sounds legit, right? I hear it said all the time. I hear it said within the church and outside of the church. It's one of those things that's really commonly known, right? But guess what? That's not what the Bible says. Good, you are getting the hang of this. I love it. This is a saying that is misquoted scripture, plain and simple. So let's look at what the Bible does say. 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. That's a, that's a strong image there, hey? So it's actually not money that's evil, it is the love of it, okay? If you look at the preceding verses, it is all about um, being content versus being selfish um, and the pursuit of wealth for selfish gain being the issue. If pursuing or having wealth is more important to you than God is, then it's an idol. We all worship something. And if any of you were at the Mueller Mega Chapel, you would have heard this. We all worship something. We just get to choose what that is that we worship, right? Anything that is in the place of God is an idol and leads to evil. And that's why Paul is specifically saying the love of money is the issue, not the money itself. Did you know that there are more verses in the Bible about money and how we should steward it than there are verses about love? It's true. Money matters to God and how we steward it. He's he's given us lots of instructions of how we are to do that with Him. Right, who knows that God works both in the natural and the supernatural, right? So God absolutely makes use of our earthly economy. He doesn't need it, but He uses it. There are people that God gifts with the ability to make money for the benefit of His kingdom. Now, some of you here today might be gifted that way. 
You are called to use your entrepreneurial skills and giftings for the glory of God. Some of you have been judged for pursuing this calling because others have misunderstood. If that's you here today, then I I wanna say I'm sorry. And we wanna bless you in your calling. You know what's sad? There'll be others here who have not pursued it because they believed it was wrong. You're missing out on how God's gifted you. Maybe you're sitting here and you're thinking, oh wow, I think I have judged people, Christians who are in the business arena and they're doing well. Well, I want you to know there's grace in this space, but if you're getting those little things, you you can do business with God like right now, hey. When there are things that pop up like that, we can... We can ask for forgiveness. We can say, God, I'm sorry for having the wrong perspective. Give me your perspective, God. We're gonna take time to do that at the end, but if at any point during this month, like you do that, hey. Number three. God will never give you more than you can handle. This is another one of those sayings that is kind of close to Scripture, but it's not what the Bible says. It's another one of those things that's used to comfort or soothe people when they're going through stuff. It's like, it's supposed to be an encouragement, like, um, I know you're going through some heavy stuff, but God must think you're really strong. (laughs) Who's ever been through stuff and felt like, I am not coping right now? Yeah, amen? Me too. Me too. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where I think this one has come from. All right. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So this verse is specifically about temptation, right? Um, It can also be translated as testing, which is why I think some people have gone more down the, yeah, giving you a hard situation. But if you're looking at it in context, temptation is, is really what it's about. It's about not falling into sin. It's not a general life promise where He'll only allow us to have what we can cope with. It's about the fact that everyone will be tempted but that there will always be a way out, okay? The reality is that as Christians, we're not immune to sin. What I mean is that even though God knows our weaknesses, um, the enemy does too, and he wants to try and get in there and, um, and get us stuck in sin. The only thing between a follower of Jesus and sin is a bad decision, right? So God knows that even after we choose to make Him Lord of our lives, there will be times where we are tempted to go the old way. But God gives us a promise here. He will always make sure there is a way out for us. Um, And that's encouraging because there's always the opportunity to choose righteousness, to stay pure, to do the right thing, um, to be led by the Spirit. Um, it's, it's also a bit of a kick in the guts if you think about it because there's always a way out. So if we make the wrong decision, we have no one to blame but ourselves. <laughs> now, the other side of this is that often we do have more than we can handle in our life. 
because we aren't actually supposed to handle it ourselves. Okay, we're supposed to let God handle it. The truth is you might have more than you can handle in life, but it is never more than what God can handle. You can get through it with God. It still might be really hard and you might not get the outcome that you hoped for or that you prayed for, but God will walk with you. And remember, back to Romans 8, 28, somewhere in there, He's working for good. So it's important to know these two truths because again, it comes back to who God is and how we're supposed to do life with Him. God is a good God. He is close. He's not a far off God waiting for us to stuff up. He wants to be alongside us. We need to remember that. All right, how are we going? You good? Need to do some stretches, some breathing, take a drink. All right, number four. We're almost there, peeps. Okay, this one might feel heavy, okay? Stay with me. I'm a Christian if I believe in God. This is tricky because it sounds pretty right, doesn't it? It sounds like something I've heard in the Bible. This one's not exactly what the Bible says, okay? I'm going to show you why. You might be thinking, what about John 3, 16? Let's, let's look at it, okay? For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, so it does use the word believe. But when we are reading the Bible, we need to make sure that we are understanding it exactly as the writer originally intended, okay? I'm gonna just take a little um, deviation here for a minute. James 2.19 says this, you believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Okay, so Satan believes in God, right? He believes in Jesus too. They're not Christians, are they? Right? (laughs) Okay, so agreeing with the existence of God does not automatically make you a Christian, okay? So going back to like Bible, knowing what it says, we we need to remember that originally the New Testament was written in Greek, right? They have a lot more words than we do. And so sometimes the translation, it can, um, it's good, like our Bible is good, right? It's good and right. But sometimes it requires a bit more study. And so let's have a look. Um, The word that's used here for believe Pistuo, I know there's some people who actually know Greek here, so don't laugh at me. Um, It actually means, if you look at the definition of it, it means to have faith in, to entrust, to commit unto, to place confidence in. So the word believe has a bit more in there. It's, It's a bit more active. Do you see that? So what is a Christian? A Christian is a Christ follower, a follower of Jesus someone who has put their trust and faith in Jesus for salvation. We aren't just saying, yes, there is a God. We are saying, yes, He is God and He is Lord of my life in whom I put my trust, okay? There's a big difference. But you can't be saved if you don't acknowledge that you need a Saviour. Twig shared a great message last week. If you haven't heard it, go back and have a listen to it. Um, all about um, 
everything that Jesus did for us and how absolutely mind-blowing it is that He chose willingly to die for you and for me so that we could experience salvation. We needed a saviour. We couldn't live up to the standard that is required, but God stepped in and now every person has this gift of salvation freely available to them. All right, so why does this matter? Well, this one actually has permanent eternal consequences. It is the difference between eternity knowing God or eternity separated from God. Maybe when you walked in today, you would have considered yourself as a Christian. But after hearing this, maybe you're not so sure. If you have believed in God, but you've never had that moment of having a conscious decision to turn from your old life and to invite Jesus to be Lord of the new, choosing to accept His offer of grace, through His work on the cross, believing that He died and then three days later rose again. If, if you haven't done those things, um, it, today can be the day, right? You can leave this gathering today knowing for sure that you are a child of God. Romans 10.9 says this. You probably know this in the NIV, but I'm going to read it in the message version. It just puts it so beautifully. It says this, it's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God. Jesus is my master. Embracing body and soul, God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting Him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right, and then you say it right out loud. God has set everything right between Him and me. How beautiful is that? So you choose to make Jesus Lord of your life, And then you trust what Jesus did on the cross is enough for you. And then you tell someone about it. It's pretty good. It starts in the heart, but it will always overflow. Will always overflow. If this is you today, we would love you to let us know. We would love to pray for you. We're going to have prayer team after. um, And I'll be down here too. So as you can see, sometimes we believe things that aren't actually right. And it's not good because it actually affects the way we live our lives. It affects the way that we relate to God. It affects how we respond to things. Um, And it can even have an effect on our eternity. All of us are in different places in the faith journey, but we need to make sure that wherever we're at, the next part we're building on isn't built on something that's not true, okay? It's vital that we aren't just building on well-known sayings or things that feel comfortable or sound right. You know what, in this day and age, like 
most of the world doesn't even believe in absolute truth. Everything is all about, you know, I can believe what I want and that's my truth, you know? There's so much fake news, so many different opinions. It is so important that we go to God for real truth. That we allow our minds to be transformed by God's truth. That we're not just conforming to the patterns of this world. It's Romans 12 too. In John 14, 6, Jesus says this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That means that Jesus is the way to God. It means that He is where we go for what is right and true and that in Him is the fullness of life. We need Jesus. Now in just a moment, I'm gonna pray for us. Um, we're gonna ask Holy Spirit to come and minister to us and, um, and just invite Him to help get things right. Because it, it may not even be something that I've touched on today, it might be something else. And we just wanna invite God to come, to remove any lies we've believed and then to um, give us the truth because we don't wanna limit the fullness of everything that God has for us, okay? We wanna be able to walk out of here today with some fresh truths to build on. And remember, there is so much grace in this space. If there's a lie that you need to uproot today, you don't need to feel condemned. None of, none of us have all of this worked out, right? We all need Jesus. Um, so why don't you stand? I'm gonna pray for us and then um, the team are just gonna lead us in worship and I'm just gonna invite the, um, the prayer team to come forward too because we, we'd really love to minister to you and, and pray. Holy Spirit, we just invite you to come and do your good work. We thank you for the truth of Jesus. We thank you that there is absolute truth, that there is black and white that we can go to You, God, for what is right and true. Lord, forgive us for the times that we go to other places seeking out answers, Lord, when we should be going to You. God, I just pray that You would come and search our hearts, God, speak to us, Lord. Bring things to mind, maybe the places where we've agreed with something about You that isn't true, God. We need to know who You are, the truth of who You are. Thank You that You are a good God, that You are full of mercy and grace and love and that You deeply love us, Lord. Thank You, God, that You love us too much to leave us how we are too, God, that You want, you want to keep growing us and moving us on in, in the journey, Lord. We ask for Your grace to come, Lord. Ask for Your grace to come in this place. Speak to our hearts, Lord. And for those who need to say those words out loud of not just believing that that You are there, but that You are their God. Give them courage, Lord. Give them courage to, to speak that out to someone, Lord. Thank You that eternity can be changed today for people. 
Thank You, Lord, that's Your heart. You are not willing that any should perish. Jesus, we thank You for everything that You have done for us. Thank You for going to the cross, Lord. We get to celebrate that next week, Lord, but we don't, we don't need to wait. We can celebrate this now. And Jesus, You came, that You died, that You rose again, Lord, and because of that, we can be reconciled to the Father. Thank You, God. We worship You in this place. And we give you all the glory and the honour and the praise, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.